Hello and welcome to episode seven of the True To You podcast. Today's conversation is one of my absolute favorites because I used to be so terrible at this very thing for such a long time that it absolutely crippled me. I'm talking about the not so simple yet very simple act of making decisions. And some of you might be thinking, oh, it's decision making simple. It's just all part of being an adult. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to break down the art of decision making and some really handy tools that you can keep in your back pocket if making big decisions, especially in your career, is something you're struggling with a little bit right now. Let's get into it, shall we? This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Okay, because so much of my business is spent in coaching conversations, this is something that comes up all the time with high achieving, go-getter women. We, we tend to struggle with overwhelm and indecision. And so as their coach, I begin to hear lots of questions like, should I change industries? What is the first step? that I need to do to change industries? What should I do to make my business idea actually a real thing? Should I do more study? Should I start this network marketing business? And so on. Oftentimes, it's not one, but several of these questions going around in their minds. And all of a sudden, they find themselves in overwhelm, something called analysis paralysis uh, or simply fatigue from having to think about so many decisions and holding them all in your head at once. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, I used to consider myself a bit of a professional at indecision. I wore it as this imaginary badge on my jacket right next to the one that said perfectionist. And after noticing that I wasn't getting very far at being a professional at this very thing, I decided things needed to change. And this was a few years ago, mind you. So I've gathered a few tools by now that I'm about to share with you today that I hope will help you. And so your decisions will come a lot faster and a lot sooner for you. What I realized is that I really didn't like the feeling of making decisions out of desperation or fear because typically I was struggling so much with making the decisions that that is the point at which I got to when I was making a decision. I felt like it was out of desperation or out of fear. Sure, making decisions can be really scary, but I got to this point where I decided I would rather feel that fear intensely for a hot minute and get on with the next thing, then end up in this constant state of worry about not making the right decision. 
It was all about what was going to be the right decision. And you know that saying, life is either happening for you or happening to you. I know I'd like life to be happening for me. And when we feel in choice, as if I am choosing this, I'm choosing this thing, it gives us power and it moves our goals forward at a rapid pace. So that is something to bear in mind as you practice this art of decision making, you will feel in choice and you will feel more powerful because you'll feel like the decisions are coming from you, number one. Powerful decision-making and confidence, well, they go hand in hand. So today, if you're looking to start making some really good decisions and also gain confidence, then you're in the right place because these two are going to happen right alongside each other. Um, and so once you once you practice this art of decision-making and powerful decision-making, as I call it, You'll carry this level of discernment about yourself. And as I said, I can guarantee that as a result, your confidence will skyrocket. And I know this to be true about myself. And I know this to be true about my clients, because when we start working together, it's a little bit of a pressure situation where they create a vision for their career and they know that up until the point of working together, they've been stuck for a really long time. So in this pressure situation with me as their guide and giving them the tools, they decide it's about time I made some decisions and I put one step in front of the other and started going. So it actually becomes a lot easier once you start making these decisions. And I see my clients gain confidence step by step by step. And this confidence will not only support you in these really big decisions in your career, you will also become an amazing team member to be around in your work environment. So remember that on the day-to-day level, this capacity to be discerning and make these in-the-moment decisions, especially in high-pressure situations, you will be that super reliable, incredible team member that we all want to have. To support you today, I decided that I would break this podcast down into three important areas around decision making. And I don't expect that you will get all of this at once and master it all in in one podcast. So what I have decided to do is take the seven question framework, which I'm about to share with you, and put that into a cheat sheet. I'll give you the link and the place where you can find the link at the end of this podcast. So make sure you tune in right to the end so that you can get your hands on that one. And as I go through these, I would love for you to have in mind a goal or an intention that you have for 2019. It might be a certain direction that you want to go in with your career, a bit of experience that you want to gain. Uh, It might be something really big or it might be something that you've been putting off for a long time. So I want you to have that in mind as we go through the next three steps. Okay, 
So step one is a really fun one. This is titled Always Be Ready. And I've broken this down into, let's see, six different parts. So the first one is really important, and that is getting clear on your vision. And that might be your vision for your life, but perhaps if we're talking about careers, that might be a career vision. It also helps to get clear on your values and your why, perhaps your priorities right now, the impact that you want to create in the world. If there's a decision that you know is going to lead you to greater impact, make sure you know what that is. And as I said, in the case of your career, this could be a really specific career vision. And this is something I love to work on with clients because what we do is we use this as a North Star. So every decision we get to make as we're working together is about realigning her with that uh, specific career vision. And she can take that career vision as well and use that to continue to make steps along the way. The other thing to help you always be ready to make those big decisions is knowing what your goals are and regularly having them in front of you to the point where if you have something really big that you're working towards and you know that you're going to have to continue to make some really key decisions to get you to that goal, have those goals in front of you every single day. And the other thing I would say alongside your goal is know how you want to feel when you want to achieve that goal because Our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings cause our actions. So if you are clear on the feeling that you want to have ahead of time, then you will take an action as a result that's in line with creating that feeling. The fourth thing about always being ready. So always being ready is about setting the scene such that as these decisions pop up in our lives, we have a, I guess what I would term a platform. We have some frameworks in place that we can bounce these decisions against. Is this in line with my big long-term vision? Is this a goal that I said that I will uh, put some time into this year? Whatever it might be, Always think about being ready to make big decisions and have these things set out, whether you work on them once a year, you might work on a career vision and review it every single year. Same with your goals. You might do goals on a quarterly basis. You might do them on a yearly basis. But alongside this vision and goals work, what's really important to support clarity in our lives is creating quiet time in your day. So oftentimes what leads us into this place of fatigue around decisions, this place of overwhelm, is that we have so many A, decisions to make, but we also have a lot of inputs coming at us and a lot of uh, options in terms of a big decision. And if we don't create any quiet time in our day, any space to disconnect from those inputs, 
then those decisions are always going to be so much harder because we're having to sift through all of the inputs in order to get to the decision that we want to make. Or we might not actually make this decision. Instead, we're just reacting to all of the little things in front of us. And when you take this quiet time, I want you to remember that it's not necessarily about creating space for the decision to come to you, but really about the space being a way of supporting the type of energy that you're going to need to make big decisions. Because big decisions, as we know, as much as overwhelm can take a lot of energy, so can making these big decisions. They, they really can be taxing on our nervous system, sometimes in a very positive way, but we'll often feel this incredible high as we go to make a decision and then we come back down to earth and it's like, oh gosh, I use a lot of energy doing that. So what we are doing by taking this space in our day, and it might be once a day, it might be several times a day, we're effectively training ourselves to be in that mental state and to have a nervous system that's going to support decision making. It's super, super important. Just like we feed our body good food, uh, just like we exercise our body, we also want to make sure that our brain has the capacity to make these decisions. And the fifth thing about always being ready, and this aligns with quiet time, is that it could look like meditation, but it could also look like walking around the block without your phone or going down and sitting at the beach for a few minutes even if it's five minutes, even if it's taking 10 breaths in the car before you walk into a meeting at work or before you start your day. Think of this as little pockets of time, little pockets of space where you are simply disconnecting from everything. And as I said about uh, the inputs, we want to try and minimize those in this time. And the final thing about being ready and creating this readiness for making decisions is having routines and planning your week or your month or your year ahead of time. I start week by week because sometimes uh, thinking about the whole year can be pretty, that can cause overwhelm as well. So If we start week by week, and the way I like to do it especially is a Sunday night planning ritual, which I I do almost every Sunday as I plan out all the things I need to do in my life, in my business, in order to support myself uh, physically and mentally as well to be in this place of making powerful decisions is I plan ahead of time. So that's like I said, planning your business and your work, uh, which is usually the first thing we do, but also making sure that your basic needs are met. you knowing what you're going to eat for dinner, knowing when you're going to go to your yoga classes, when you're going to do your grocery shopping. And this helps us to eliminate all of those small decisions that we have to make in the moment. So 
very similar to having all of these inputs, we also want to try and reduce the small choices that we are continually making all of the time, especially when they're planned ahead of time. It's it's taken it's taken out of our control. It's done. We've decided, and so we can just get on with the more important things. And one example of this that I always like to think of is someone like Steve Jobs, who uh, he wore for every Apple keynote, and I believe he pretty much wore the same wardrobe every single day. And I'm not saying that we need to take all of the fun and all of the creativity out of what you wear to work every day, but this is an analogy for some decisions that he took care of by wearing the same thing every day. I know there's some people that will eat the same breakfast every single morning. So they have this set little routine that means that they have the mental capacity to make bigger decisions and make more important decisions in their life. So step two, we've got our framework in place. We have things like our vision, our goals, we're planning. All of these things are going to create a really sound environment for making powerful decisions. So step two is all about when you arrive at a place where you have to make a really powerful decision about your life or about your career, I like to use this seven question checklist. And as I said, this is the download that you can get your hands on. So you have it there if you uh, ever get stuck with decision making. I invite you to use this seven question checklist and you might not answer every single question, but there might be a few in here that are really, really valuable. And you can get your hands on this download. If you scroll into the show notes, you'll find a link that says, get your download here, click on that link, pop your email address in, and I'll make sure that that checklist gets to your hot little hands. Okay. So the seven questions. Number one is I set a deadline around making the decision and this could be something like, am I going to go away to Melbourne for that weekend, which was something that came up in my life recently. And my husband and I said, okay, we're going to make this decision by this day. What are you going to do? You need to know by this day. And then after then, the trip is either on or it's off. And when we do this, when we give ourselves deadlines, just like we give our goals deadlines, it means that we limit the research phase. So we don't spend too much. We don't allow ourselves copious amounts of time to research the decision. And we also don't give over the decision to someone else, which is really important I said a little bit earlier that when we feel in choice, we automatically feel powerful. So if you give yourself a deadline and you allow yourself to make that decision, you ultimately won't give that decision over to someone else. You won't go crazy researching and you also won't make a decision out of fear or uncertainty or worry which is not an ideal place to be making decisions out of if we can help it. Number two, question number two, is a no as powerful as a yes? So 
ultimately we're often looking for a yes with a decision. But what if you said no to this thing? And what's really good is when you get to this question and you have already done the pre-work, so you've already done step one and you know your vision for your career, you know uh, what your priorities are, you will quickly know whether something is a yes or whether something is a no. And know that each, uh, know that whether you say yes or whether you say no, it's equally as powerful to come from either place. The third thing that we should probably do when we're making powerful decisions is attempt to remove the history bias. And what I mean by this is that often we are making decisions because we have made a similar decision in the past and we have a bias towards a certain direction with a decision. But if you took the history bias out of the equation, and for example, if you were saying, if you had a decision that was, am I going to leave my job? You could remove the history bias and actually start from the beginning again and ask yourself, if I was offered this job again and I didn't have any of the history, but I looked at what this job was going to entail, who I was going to be working with, thought about it in line with my priorities and my goals and my vision. If you asked yourself, would I take this job if it was offered to me? You might find a very different answer to if you are simply asking yourself, should I leave this job? So that's where removing the history bias can be quite a fun way to look at decisions. Number four, I want you to ask yourself, does this decision create a result for me? Will I see a result or will I get feedback? Will I get feedback from my colleagues? Will I get feedback from uh, basically the market, shall we call it? So when you put that decision out into the world, is it going to actually give me feedback from another person? And that's really important because we can take that feedback and use it to make more decisions or use it to measure whether that decision was potentially a success or not. The fifth thing you could ask yourself is, am I looking at this decision from a perspective of growth? And when I say this, this is really, really cool because most of us are so worried about making the wrong decision. And even if a decision turns out to go the way you, in a way that you didn't think it would go, could you look at it from a perspective of growth, which would mean that this decision either turns out to be a win, so it was you perceive it to be the right thing and you get the result or the feedback that you wanted? Or is it actually a lesson? And a lesson rather than a failure or a loss, what did you learn from this? So that's also one way to look at the decision. And if you find yourself not being able to see this potential decision as a growth opportunity... Another way I like to blow this apart is by asking myself, okay, if I say yes to the, this thing, 
what is the worst thing that could happen? And you go to the worst case scenario. And typically the worst case scenario is not even that bad. And it's possible that even if the decision doesn't work out, that you will recover from it. You will 100% be okay. And it's definitely not as going to be as bad as you think it's going to be. Number seven, question number seven. And this is a really good one to ask yourself as well, especially I find as women, we're often looking outside of ourselves for the answers. We are either looking to everyone else and that's where sometimes the feedback uh, from a decision can trip us up. But we're also looking for others to make decisions for us. So ask yourself, am I looking outside? Am I looking to everyone else? Am I worrying about what everyone else will think if I make this particular decision versus looking inside and saying, hey, what does my heart actually want? And this is typically a bit of a, um, a masculine versus feminine way. So the masculine will be highly analytical as well and, and uh, looking at all of the pros and cons and getting really deep into that work. And then the feminine is going to be more of that heart-driven place. So this takes a bit of practice, most certainly, and that's why I've put this as number seven because for a lot of people, this is not the first thing that they think of. And if you're someone that is looking to develop your intuition a little bit more, then maybe consider this as a really important question for you to use as you're making decisions. So that's your seven question framework. And then the final step is, of course, after you have made your decision, we need to follow through with it, friend. So I have four things that, that are really great to keep in mind when it comes to follow through. Number one is when you choose, when you make a decision, a really great thing to do is to verbalize that decision to someone else. Because when you do that, there's uh, social pressure. There's The stakes are higher because this decision is not only out in the world, but you now have someone that could keep you accountable for that thing that you said you are going to do. And that's really fun. And that's a really, really positive thing. It can be scary, but I would say that with practice, it actually becomes your greatest ally. Number two, be your word. So if you say you are going to do something, follow through with it. Because that is what creates trust and has you be a person of integrity. And I would guarantee that 99% of the people listening to this podcast want to feel like they can be trusted and that they have really solid integrity. So when you follow through with a decision and you stick to it, or you need to keep making decision after decision, you will be seen as a really trustworthy and a per really trustworthy person and a person of integrity. Number three, and this is where you can start to have fun. Be curious. Be curious about what the decision lead might lead to. And 
also have an element of an experimental mindset. See decisions as opportunity and not as this finite restrictive thing that's suddenly going to uh, be the thing that you do for the rest of your life. See each decision that you make, especially some of these really big decisions in your career, look at them as opportunities, opportunities to get feedback, opportunities to learn a lesson and nothing is ever finite and as I said earlier as well, if you need to ask yourself what is the worst thing that could happen. And finally, the follow through formula number four, be agile. So similar to having an experimental mindset and being curious, practice agility and know that you can change your mind at any time and that is 100% okay. And I give you permission to change your mind. Okay, there you have it. Three steps to making powerful decisions because I want us to all walk away from this podcast today and make one really powerful decision in our life and follow through with it. So the three steps again, always be ready, number one. So create your foundation, create your platform, ensure that you have a really solid vision that you love and that you're, you've got your goals there on hand, you are planning your life so you're taking care of all of the small things and you are creating space at the same time. It's quiet space and wherever possible, reducing those inputs. Number two, use the seven question framework. Lean on that. It's really great. It's going to highlight some things that maybe you didn't consider when you were initially thinking about this decision. And then finally, follow through. So there you have it, the three steps for making powerful decisions. And as I said, I've made it really easy for you. You can get your hands on the seven questions in step two in an easy one-page cheat sheet. All you need to do is scroll down in the show notes and find the link that says free download, pop your email address in, and I'll make sure that that is winging its way to you very shortly.